Hey there, Austin fans. Thanks for coming back to the Austin Rugby Podcast. If you're listening uh, and you can't see the, my face, uh, this is not my lifelong dream of waking up one day and having Barry White as in my new voice. Um, however you know, nice that would be, it's not. Um, the wonderful Texas Cedar has really taken a hold of my, my throat. And so... We're talking a little deeper today, so it's not not so bad. Maybe maybe the ladies like that. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> uh, Alex can't be on today, and because of my voice, we're we're gonna go pretty pretty quick. We're not gonna have too much to talk about to start off with. A lot of good things have been going on with the AGs. Obviously, we've got uh, the announcement of the partnership with the American Music Foundation. Uh, sorry, Austin Music Foundation. Um, that is such a cool partnership. We'll talk with Alex, you know, next week about that and, and another guest. Um, but I think it's pretty cool that. Austin Gilgronis are taking the time and recognizing what's happening to the Austin music community. And they are now giving money back to that. I think $15,000 to start off with. There's a new, you know, a, a new artist every week to play at the field. So that's pretty exciting too. We got a partnership with Carbot Brewing Company. Uh, take that Houston. Yes, I know it's a Houston, Houston beer. And we talked about it on Texas Rugby Monthly. You can go listen to that. But I think the important thing about that is it's hard in a time of COVID to really have a brewery make a whole lot of profit if they're closed down and they can't go out. So I think that people are upset about it not being an Austin-based brewery. But Carbach is a big company. They're Anheuser-Busch associated. They've got a lot of liquid capital. And so if you can find breweries in Austin that are microbrews that have a lot of liquid capital to go sponsor a team, it's going to be hard, hard pressed to do that. So that's my opinion. If you have your own, go for it. Like it's, I think it's still a great thing. Carbach is a good beer. Uh, who doesn't love the Hopadillo? And then also, uh, you'll shoot your eye out if you like that little winter time, time beer. Again, lots of stuff to talk about. Big special announcement on this podcast. So cool. Uh, we're, we're pretty stoked to see that that's coming up here a little bit later. But what I want to do is I want to kick it off with one of the new AG signings. He is. I, he's actually been in both pro leagues here in the United States, played pro rugby with a, with the Denver uh, Stampede. Yes, Denver Stampede. I think, I'm pretty sure, 99.9% sure it's Denver Stampede. I just now forgot it. Uh, but yeah, Denver Stampede. I'm pretty sure that's right. Uh, and then obviously went over, played with Houston a little bit, played with Old Glory. Coming up, uh, the American-Australian, Mr. Jake Turnbull. Jake, what's going on, man? How you doing? Yeah, good mate. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm just, just, I'm, I'm hanging in there with the voice. We'll, 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 we'll take a couple of sips and we'll be all right in some cases. But uh, hey, well, welcome to Austin, man. Welcome back to Texas. How's that feel? Oh man, I was missing that. I was missing the heat. Uh, DC was pretty cold. But you, I mean, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You, you were missing the Texas heat. I just want to, I just want to point out that you said you were missing the Texas heat. <laughs> oh, I was heat every day that compared to training in uh, minus four degrees Celsius. I'm not so sure what that is in Fahrenheit, but uh, uh, minus four would be somewhere around the upper tw- uh, low twenties. So something like that. Yeah. So much, much before. <laughs> But I mean, as soon as I got here, we were stuck in a week and a half, so snowstorm. So <laughs> yeah, right. So you, you you say, okay, man, we're gonna we're gonna get out of DC. We're gonna, you were you're in Australia, I believe. You know, we saw on social media you're in Australia, flying back. You get here a week later, you got the the winter apocalypse here in Texas. So what are you thinking to yourself? Like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I was at the beach pretty much, you know, after day every work uh, uh-huh. on the weekend, and then as soon as I land, we're. Uh, the whole state shuts down with a snowstorm. And I mean, well, we were out of heat, we were out of water. 
Um, so it's a bit of an experience, but yeah, we got it was pretty fun though. Like all the boys were just stuck indoors and yeah, yeah, yeah we got to it, so. you, got, you guys practicing up on the video games, a little Call of Duty, or what was it? You got you got to get game of yeah, choice yeah. that you play. Well, that was most of it. That's how we pretty much socialized. Was just do Call of Duty. Boys. So there you that go. actually was a big. That's when we lost our Wi Fi. We lost our Wi-Fi for two weeks. So, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, so we brought it back old school. Yeah, you guys had to play like checkers. <laughs> yes, actually, my, my roommate, Ned, he loves chess. So we've got a board here. So we'll go downstairs and play. And, man, I'm, oh. I'm starting to pick it up. But he's, man, he's pretty good. Like He reads, watches videos on it. He reads books on it. So he was, um, he was yeah. probably... Probably all over the Queen's Gambit on Netflix when that came out. <laughs> oh, he loves it. Yeah, he loves it. I was, uh, he got me into it for a bit, but I just don't, I don't know. I've still got a lot oh, to learn. Man, that's that's interesting. Well, when we chat with Ned here in a couple of weeks, well, uh, I'll definitely have to ask him about that. I, I do not play chess. Terrible at chess. Uh, checkers, look out though, man. Look out, Jack. Checkers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's another rule. There's another rule about chess career. You've got Michael DeWall, Mason Cock, Will McGee, and Ned. Really? And like, if we're having a few. Yeah, yeah, if we're having a few beers at the barbecue or something, they'll get the chessboard out and, you know, play each other. And, mate, they're really good. They, yeah, it's That's quite interesting to watch. Man, you wouldn't is, think so. You learn, something, you learn something new every day. And I tell you what, uh, learning the fact that a bunch of the AG players, like this is totally going on social media right here. This whole conversation about like AG players take on anybody else in a game of chess, like in MLR. I mean, I, hands down. Take your top five, oh, MLR. Right. Come on, man. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, exactly. So I, obviously, you know, like I said, you were with Denver Stampede. I had to go back and think about it again. Like, yeah, Denver Stampede is who it was. You got to play with Will McGee. You're playing with Will again. Uh, you, you've been, uh, you were in Houston to start off. You had two years over there and then, and then old glory. Um, what's it been like to kind of, you know, well, one, come back to Texas and play here, but also, you know, just to see kind of the change in the American landscape um, in the past, you know, five years or so in professional rugby. Yeah. It's interesting. Like starting off at Denver Stampede uh, with the pro league. I mean, that was, uh, that was quite interesting. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't, I don't know what you mean by how interesting, but we can get into really interesting conversations if you want to. <laughs> oh, you know, I'll keep it short and sharp. But you know, as a 20 year old, your dream is to play, you know, growing up, you want to play professional rugby. He wasn't good enough to play to Australia. So you come over here and you're starry eyed and it was an unreal experience. Don't get me wrong, but it was, uh, it was you know, I think we got, yeah, we was, uh, it was something. It you know, was something, everyone. Well, I mean, but you did get to play. You, I mean, it's like you got a chance to play in front of crowds. You got a chance to play, you know, and in, in what was the original professional league in, in the U.S. Um, and then obviously going from that and year one going Houston Sabercats. I mean, you've played against Austin. We'll call it Austin since they weren't the Gilgronies. But you know, you've played a couple matches against Austin um, and now coming to play for them. Yeah, mate, it's cool. So, like, obviously going back, like, playing with Will and whatnot and Tamata Tahu at Denver was just an unreal experience as well. But oh. then went to Houston and, um, you know, we had the year off. So, 2017, we had the year off. So, stayed in Australia. And then I was pretty lucky, got a call from Sam Windsor, who's the fly half for Houston. <laughs> yeah. And we played together at East and he was like, mate, you know, there's an opportunity. Would you take it up? And I was like, mate, 100%. Just, mate, when, when can I fly over? So, uh, I think we saw that pretty easy. Um, came over and it was yeah, it was great. Like it was an unreal, unreal experience. We had a great team. Um, I think we didn't have the best first year. You know, I think we played something ridiculous. We had like sixteen preseason games. Yeah, it was before. a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, and yeah, I think it sounded like a good idea until by the time the season started, 
our body were in bits. You know, we were absolutely hanging. And uh, <laughs> you'd already played a whole se- a whole whole first season for MLR. <laughs> we, we did exactly right. We had a great team, a great group of boys. Uh, so it was a lot of fun playing against Austin. I think we, we won that. We won the first game against Austin, and I think they started off quite slow. Yeah, yeah but they had a few injuries. Like Paddy Ryan was injured, uh, whatnot. So we didn't play their full strength side, but they they finished really strong in that back end of the first year. I think they were quite high. Well, <laughs> Actually, yeah, we did. We were. We, uh, we had to be Utah. Yeah, and we so, didn't. No, and that's the the playoffs. Yeah, the first year uh, Austin needed. Man, they needed a. They needed not to give up like a bonus point win or bonus point loss to San Diego. I believe it was. And they did. And if they would have not given up the bonus, we would have gotten that playoff spot um, over, I believe it was San Diego. I have to go back and look at that. It's been so long. Oh, so- I think we had to be Utah by eight points. And I think we were up in the last like 10 minutes. Oh, was that what it was? Yeah. yeah. And then we did it. We lost. We, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we let ourselves down. We let them down. So I think they were quite dirty, actually. Um, Zinni brought that up the other day. Didn't, didn't let me forget it. Oh, so, so you guys were quite, quite dirty for, for not winning? <laughs> Well, they'll do it because they would have gone straight to the playoffs and they probably could have won as well. They, you know, they finished really strong. Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, it, it had a great, I mean, the team was great. Like they had a lot, lot of good players and obviously, you know, the lost a lot the, the next season, big, big kind of overhaul. So, um, but we don't really talk about that next season too much. Give it that <laughs> for, first, 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 first game against Houston, man. You got, you know, Sam kicked you know, your boy, Sam kicked every single point you guys got. I don't think you guys scored a single try that match and you ended up losing by like two points or something. So, oh man. Anyway. That's right. Yeah, it was like uh it was open, open game. Oh, okay. Really well, with the- well, that was that was the thing about that uh, 2000 and, uh, 2019 season was that every single Austin match at home it rained or snowed, like or gr- grapple is what they call it. Like, it was a shit storm. Uh, nobody oh, like man. God, it was terrible. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, so I mean, yeah, I mean, but and then last year you get to go, you get a chance to go over and play with uh, play with DC um, and and their first season. That's what was that. Uh, what kind of experiences and what that was like about, you know, going over there and playing a little bit. Cause that's, and then obviously playing with one of the most recognized faces in all of rugby, uh, in, in, in 2020. Yeah, man, it's unreal. Like, uh, threatened Palamo. Um, he's pretty, he was kind of heavily invested at that. He came to Houston on a loan deal and, uh, me and Jama kind of followed him over to DC and it, it was an unreal experience, beautiful city. The worst thing about it was, I was thinking we were only there for, for three months or four, three or four <laughs> months before, you know, before COVID hit us. COVID hit. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was snowing and whatnot. It was quite, it was really cold the whole time. So we probably didn't get to enjoy the whole city because at the back end, it started to warm up. And mate, what a city it is. Like yeah. the last week, we kind of went out and enjoyed everything. Uh, so, you know, apparently around that May, June month is unbelievable. But DC was a really good setup. Like what we went, we lost the first game quite. <laughs> Like uh, that convincingly. Yep. Then we turned it around, you know, four, four on the trot. And for a first year team, they just had everything kind of uh, switched on and it was really good. And to play with Tendai was unreal. I played 10 minutes of tight head with him, which didn't go too well. <laughs> um, but to get three weeks with him and learn under him was class. And I think, yeah. it, you know, the worst thing about it was COVID kind of shutting that down because if I got to spend more time with him, um, you know, I would have benefited a lot because, mate, he is. It's great. He's probably one of the greatest to ever wear that jersey, number one jersey, but yeah. he's even a better bloke. Like anyone, doesn't matter who it is, a supporter, player, you ask him a question, mate, he just gives you his complete undivided attention and he's very charismatic and 
I know he's doing some good things now. He's got his uh, fingers in a lot of pies with a lot of businesses and yeah. you know, mate, he'll make an absolute killing in, in his next chapter of his life. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, you know, obviously, you know, when you guys came here to play, we actually played, you played against us down in San Antonio and I should take a step back first. Last week, Alex and I talked about the prop position and we got your position wrong. I said you were, yeah. I said you were tight head. <laughs> but you actually play loose head, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So just making sure. And I said you can cover both, but f- for everybody who's listening now, last week when I was bumbling and couldn't figure out what Jake played because I couldn't find it anywhere, I was wrong. So <laughs> so he does, but he plays loose head props. So for everybody listening, but you know, you get a chance to play. We thought you and uh, and the Beast were going to come down and, you know, to San Antonio and have a match. And I thought that was a great match, you know, uh, kind of a turning turning around match for the AGs last year. Um, even though we lost the game to you, to DC, I, I thought, you know, overall is a really exciting match, you know, to see on the field and see what could be and kind of a, an inkling of what this team was becoming and then what it has led into now. Oh, mate, without a doubt. I think we, <clears throat> we started off strongly. It was 20 nil in the first 20 minutes and then, they just turned it around and made their unreal team. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were quite lucky to probably get away with it. Uh, and they were really strong. I mean, Frankie Hallard just like, tore us to bits. Um, you know, <laughs> how, 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 how nice. Was, sorry. What's that? No, you were saying about Wopper. That was the game where Wopper landed on a chair. Someone left like a yeah. stool on the side of the. Oh, my gosh. I, 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 I was announcing um, that. I was up in the press. Uh, press box announcing that game and somebody's like there's a chair on the field and I went why is there a chair on the field <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> yeah. mate when there was a mall and we like pushed the mall to the side and then you hear this doing and you kind of look over and what was like oh, mate like all of a sudden he gets the, he got the chair and threw it into the crowd but it's like the WWF game, Danny puts a oh mate pretty much exactly <laughs> Danny puts Danny puts a title like game came up to me and he goes mate this team like 100% is going to take the third spot uh, yeah. in the west because I mean that was yeah, there was a massive turning point for them as well. Like yeah. we 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 walked away from that game thinking we were extremely lucky to get get over those points. Yeah, well, I think I, I think it goes back to you know kind of with the AGs last season and, and kind of what Austin's been doing in the past couple of years is we tend to give up early points. I mean, you talk about the first game of the season against Toronto last year, uh, a minute and a half into the game, we gave up a try. <laughs> so it's like, uh, let's, let's hold off on that. Like, I think we gave a get up to you all at DC. Um, and you know, it's, that's, that's a tough thing to, tough thing to come back for. Cause you're always on the back foot and you know, you got to get that leg up to start off with. Yeah. So. But I'm sure mate, if that, if that whole season play, yeah, it would be interesting to see how it goes because yeah. mate, AG, we're going to be a good team. Yeah. Well, sp- speaking of a good team and what's going on, like we're, it's an exciting season, like off season. Um, we talk about depth. We talk about all this stuff. Like y- you played, you know, y- you were, you were in, I guess this past year, you're playing with Randwick down in, in the shoot shield, right. And in, in Australia, what was it like to get the call up to, you know, to come here to Austin? How did that, how did that go as we're kind of entering the, the new year? Uh, mate, so I um I did the Cardinal Sin and I, I actually jumped shit from my normal club Eastern Suburbs to Randwick. Oh man, a lot of flat for it. Oh, yeah, my family's uh you know Eastern Suburbs through and through. So and my step brother, he's the, he was the hooker as well. So oh, <laughs> I got a lot of uh, is it, for it is it your stepbrother who's playing who signed with the Guiltinis this year? Yeah, or yeah, bro- yeah, yeah, that's awesome. No, step brother, step brother. So um. My mum's married to his dad. 
they've been together for like over 20 years or something now. That's awesome. That, that'll, be a, that'll be a fun match too. That's a good too. So yeah, okay. Okay, so, so you, you betrayed your 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 squad from family heritage uh to go play with randwick <laughs> um i mean obviously yeah, you uh, played the whole season down there i know season down there and yeah it was uh, mate, it wasn't an easy, easy decision but it ended up paying ended up paying off for me like i don't think if i if i didn't do it i probably wouldn't have ended up at the hs yeah um so i think uh, that's where they kind of you know, Sam and Mark kind of saw me play and um, I was playing some pretty good footy down there and, you know, it, paid, it definitely paid off. Now we made the, we made the playoffs and it was the first time Randy made the playoffs in two or three years or something like that. And then, oh, wow. um, which, yeah, so no. I ended up making team of the team of the year from that as well. So I was pretty, oh, man, yeah, fantastic. Kind of paid off, but, yeah. So I, I guess what, what was it like? I mean, how did the call come? Um, you know, who, who gave you the ring that says, Hey, we want you to come back to Texas and, and come to the AGs. Was it, was it coach Sam? Yeah, yeah it was, it was, nice. um, I think we played Ringo, which is Sam and Mark's yeah, that's their squad. clubs club. Sorry. And yeah. Sammy's dad's still the manager there. He's a great <laughs> bloke. And I didn't play a pretty good game against Ringo, And I think that, that kind of started it off. Uh, and we started chatting and whatnot, and he was keeping an eye on my game, and uh, we chat a fair bit about it. And yeah, uh, you know, now I'm here, so pretty lucky for it. That's pretty awesome. What, what's it like? I mean, obviously, you know, growing up in Australia, um, you you watched Sam, you watched Mark play with the Taz, and you know, probably and probably watched uh, you know probably watched Sam. I don't know how much how much of a of a of an NRL guy you are. So uh, everybody has their allegiances, but I don't know how much you watched him play, you know, for Manly uh, as well. Um, but what's it like to kind of look up to those guys that are not, that you now get to play for. Oh. Yeah. So you kind of cut out everybody. I think I, pick, I think I got, I think I got the question though. Uh, um, mate, te- class, te- I mean, technical class, difficulties. Right, mate, he was one of the best. <laughs> Yeah, difficulties. I mean, um, Mark was an unbelievable player. I think he he had some unlucky injuries. I think, but mate, he was incredible. And you know, Sam was just tough as nails. So and they're pretty good. They work well. They work well with each other. They're really good. Yeah. And they both, you know, Sam does the defense. Mark does the attack. And I think the most exciting thing about us is our attack. And we're going to be we're going to be a fun team to watch. Man. You know, you've got some really good ball players um, like Mark Mason. Will McGee playing off each other with Bryce Campbell, Frank Halley, Jeff Hasler, like <laughs> Jeff Hasler, mate, what a boy he is. Yeah, right. He's on And you got like oh Cole Davis, like Zinny, like mate. <laughs> yeah, good. Like we didn't I don't think he's a fool. Like, yeah, as long as we secure the ruck for him, yeah, we yeah. just let him play. Exactly. I mean, that, that's kind of the excitement that we see. Um, but it's, I, I love that there's those around the league, like in the, in the fan groups and stuff that they're, you know, they keep talking about their team. Nobody's saying anything about Austin. I'm just like, just wait, man. Like I can see how the team is formed, skill set and the people he's bringing in, uh, coach Sam and coach and coach Gerard are bringing in, um, you know, quality players, like building a family as I think is a big thing that they've been talking about. And I love that. And I love the way that hopefully that meshing and that gelling is happening you know, on the pitch for you guys right now through training. Yeah, mate, it is. And, I, and the snowstorm as well, like, it prevented us from training, but the best thing about it, we became really close off the field. Yeah. So, you know, we are going to each other's houses and having dinner and looking after each other. And that was, we took a, we, the, the silver lining from that is how we bonded during that a crisis, not a crisis, but during that kind of period of time. Yeah. And we took a lot of good things out of it. And, uh, mate, we're a super close-knit team. 
Um, and Sam, Sam and Mark are doing a really good job with kind of bringing that uh, family FO and ethos. And yeah, so it's, you know, we're going to be, we're going to be a good team. I like what you mentioned before, you know, I don't, we don't want to, we're happy to fly under the radar. Yeah. You know, we'll strong, we'll get a couple of wins and then, you know, we'll, we'll make our mark. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I, you know, Hey, first game we got Houston, we got Utah. So that'll be make, make a mark on them, make up for that tie last year at home. Well, I mean, the, the, the battle, we talked about it last week. I mean, there's, you know, yeah, well, there's battle on the wing, but I, I want to go back and talk about like this battle at, at, at the prop position. I mean, come on, man. It's you and WAPA and, and Lerone White, who's got, he's got an MLR shield. And then on the other side, you got Patty Ryan and you've got, uh, <coughs> you've got Mason Peterson and you've got your roommate, our next guest in the big announcement that we're un- unleashing on, on the podcast to, to show that he's signed with the team. Um, that, I mean, that's pretty. And then of course you've got Hugh, and you've got Robbie at, at Hooker and and Mason at, at Hooker as well. The other Mason. Um, I mean, that's a that front line is lethal. Like just the the depth, man. That's I can't remember ever seeing a, a depth of a front line. You know, uh, the front row in in any season of MLR so far. Like like that. Like the quality level. Like that's how I see it at least. Oh, my hundred percent. And like. Yeah, you know, it's the age saying is cliche it sounds, but front rollers drop like flies. Yeah. You know, we we get injured pretty we get injured quite a lot. So and it's good, like if someone gets injured, it's just like it's just next man up and there's not like a worry like, oh like is he spoken out to hold his hold his weight? Like yeah. we know it's you can do just as good as job. And that training, it's super competitive and everyone's on their toes, like you can't walk in and go, Oh, I can just go through the motion because if you start going through motion, there's another bloke <laughs> just go. So that's the best thing. It's a super competitive environment and um, it'll get the best out of, out of that group. And to make a load off someone like Paddy Ryan is unreal. Like, yeah, you know, I've been, I've been trying to hang off him and, and Whopper as well, mate. Whopper's, un- like, Whopper's unreal. Like he's, I've never met a coach who's super detailed as him. Yeah. Um, and he, his main role is as a player. Yeah. But he's still, as soon as he's, as soon as he's off the field, he's coach mode, goes, goes back to the office, he'll review this and he'll come back to me. And be like, oh, hey, mate, like this is uh, what I think you need to work on. Sweet, give me just a couple of pointers and not not too much, just maybe three pointers and go, sweet. And then I'll, uh, I'll look at that 100% um, and then just try and do better the next time. And he's, mate, he's really, really good like that. He's uh, easy to talk to and, you know, he's a solid coach for, uh, yeah. I guess, this was his first year. Uh, no, he was, I mean, he was with the team last uh, as a coach. I mean, technically as a, as a player coach, yes, this is his first year. Uh, I mean, but last year for everybody that, everybody that I've talked to said last year, as soon as he came in, he kind of stepped into a player coach role in the forwards because he just didn't have a forwards coach. Um, so yeah, I mean, that te- technically it's his first official year, but I mean, you, when, yeah. you have, when you have somebody with, with WAPA's experience, just overall, like, I mean, the, the fact that he can, come in instantly and make that kind of impact that he made. I mean, he's a big dude. Like you're a big guy. Like, you know, we like, but, but Wapa is a, he, that dude is man. I, 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 I've stood next to him one time and went, wow. Like, it's a hoss. He's <laughs> oh, a Hilux diesel engine. He just goes, he yeah. doesn't stop. He's real. He's a big unit. And, um, and he's still got it. He's unreal. Like yeah. he's just saying it's training on Tuesday. I think he made about three line breaks. <laughs> Good. I like seeing that. I like. <laughs> we we look forward to it. Yeah, really 
Yeah. So, I mean, obviously you, you've got the season is fast approaching. Um, first uh, scrim, I guess, first uh, test, not test, not, not being an actual test, but be a first kind of test of, of the guys is going to be, what is it, next Thursday against Houston over, over in Houston? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. In, so in Houston and Houston, and then uh, we play LA on the Saturday. So. Oh, wait. Are you playing? I'm sorry. You're, we may not know this. So you're going oh, to come to say it's okay. We can bleep it out. I don't. I don't know. But so you're going. to wait, You're going to. Oh, L- uh, Jake. Jake. Jake giving away secrets. Uh, so, so you guys are scheduled to go to play LA on Sunday. A couple of days after you play in Houston. Oh, hang on. I didn't know. Let me just check that. You don't have to. I mean, you don't have to worry about it. Oh, no, 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 it doesn't sound. I can't set up. Sorry. Yeah, can we cover that there? Yeah. No, you're good. This is. Yeah. We'll just. Um, so after after that thing that Jake just said that we had to bleep out due to technical difficulties or the fact that he wasn't allowed to say what he just said, <laughs> uh, that's okay. We'll we'll go on to the next question. So the season's fast approaching. <laughs> You've got Houston uh, on Thursday, which is next Thursday, which is kind of exciting, and then obviously, you know, then you got Utah. Um, at home, Bold Stadium, first game of the season. Looking forward to it. Yeah, like it's exciting to see what the show they put on for Bold at Bold Stadium. But to go to Houston's going to be a good matchup. I mean, they brought some brought some quality players. I mean, yeah. they brought that big Georgian top. Oh god! Uh, so uh, Keish, something like Keish Vili or something. This is usually a Georgian name. So <laughs> yeah, he usually ends with, he usually ends with Vili or something like that. Yeah. They've got these Fijian wingers. Um, Man, they're going to be a class team, mate. Like Luke Beecham, Cecil Garber, uh, Devet Ruse and whatnot. So it'd be yeah. a good, uh, good test for us. And to go to Utah, I mean, Utah finished quite strong. Uh, yeah. It was a shame to see Chris Latham uh, yeah. not come over. And obviously, he's got the fan, like, or with the COVID and whatnot, which is, which is understandable. Yeah, it's, it's um, tough. Oh, that's awesome, yeah, though. Is, I mean, yeah, yeah. So, and, and, and then the party afterwards, you know, we got that. With, with 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 the carbot with the carbot beer and Paul Paul Oakenfold for sure since you were in the uh, the first ever commercial for the AGs cooking up with with CEO himself man <laughs> uh, how how fun was oh, that, that how fun was that to do that commercial ah it was pretty good I mean you got you got free beer and you got a free feed free yeah, barbecue, so I mean, can't, can't, can't complain on that right? that's, that's, <laughs> that's awesome to be honest, I've never actually heard of him, but um, not to be rude. And then a- when I when I started listening to him in the car, he's actually unreal. Um, yeah. well, I, I put him on Spotify. He's got like over like is it close to like one point five million listeners a month? Yeah, something and, like that. And uh, I was like, I didn't know him by name, but then I'm like, hang on, I've heard that from like yeah, like Lock, Stock, and Two Barrels and stuff. Well, there's Guy Ritchie films. I think he does. He does a ton yeah, of Guy Ritchie um, stuff. I don't go Guy Ritchie. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. And like Starry Out Surprise and Cafe Del Mar. And me and Ned actually don't mind it. We'll, we pump them a fair bit in the car. Right. <laughs> there you so go. Sure. B- big shout out. Big shout out to the, uh, the first uh, uh, musical act of the season with Paul Oakenfold. Like Ned and Jake approve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, good stuff, man. Well, hey, I, I, as we wrap things up, you know, any kind of last words from you? Anything you're looking forward to? You, know, you still want to try to apologize to family back home for going and playing with Randwick or anything? Or <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I already, I already called that, mate. Um, no, thanks for having me on, mate. Really enjoyed yeah. it. Um, thanks for having me. So, 
I look forward to seeing you at some games. Yeah, we're we're, we're hoping you. we're hoping you can get some I man get a, a lot of good runouts over there because you are you, know, you are USA eligible, which is exciting, especially with the World Cup coming up in a couple of years. Um, man, how great would that be to have you and Patty Ryan and uh, and Mason as well, man, to get three three props from the AGs headed headed to Team USA like that would be get to the Eagles, man. That would be fantastic. Along with Zinni, who's who's been in the the short selection, we'll take Paul it. McGay. Oh yeah, well, shit, Will, well yeah. I, I I was going Mason Mason and Zinni because they just got selected. But yeah, Will's already on the. I mean, he's been on the team. Yeah, he's a regular. <laughs> he's a regular. Everybody knows him. So, but well, hey, Jake, really appreciate you coming on to the podcast, man. Good chatting with you. We look forward to watching you and Wapa and the lads battle it out for those starting at starting one, man. That, those those coveted numbers. Uh, we look forward to it. But thanks for coming on and. Uh, Hopefully we'll have you back on a little later this season. Uh, we'll talk about all the good things that have been happening with the AGs. Look forward to it, mate. Cheers, legend. Yep. Enjoy the rest of your day. Cheers. Jake Turnbull, everybody. Well, Austin Rugby fans, it's always exciting to come on and to talk to new people. And we get to do a lot of fun stuff and we get privilege to sit down with great players every single week. We get the privilege, you know, Alex and I, we talk about all the different positions. We talk about the exciting team that we're building. Um, but this week we get something to do something really exciting and something we've never done on a podcast. And this is the first time and I'm hopefully it's not the last time I'd love to announce more things like this as we continue to grow the team and bring people on. We get to announce a signing for the AGs before anybody else knows. Now, technically, a lot of people have known because he's been with the team for a few weeks, which is great, but we're pretty excited. He's a young guy coming to us from California um, by way of a couple different places, and we're going to talk about it. No, None other than Mr. Angel Torres. Angel, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Hey, good. Yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Pretty excited. This technically is your unveiling in the AG kit. Although we did see some sneak peeks of you on social media this past weekend, so we can't really <laughs> people going. Hey, wait a minute, who's 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 that man over there? Who is that guy? I <laughs> uh, appreciate you having me, though. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so. Much. Well, I mean, so you know, obviously, I know. Welcome to the AGs. Welcome to Austin. Welcome to the AG Nation. Um, for those who do not know you, and because because we're telling. Everybody who's listening and watching this pretty much in real time, not in real time, but a little bit delayed, if you will. Um, but people are watching this for the first time. People don't know anything about you. Let's dive into it, man. How did you get to Austin? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, let's, let's start this. How, how long have you been playing rugby? <laughs> I've been playing for about, this is going to be my 14th. 14 year now. Yeah. So, so you played, played in high school. You're, you're from Southern California, San Diego area for those that are, that are wondering. Um, how did you get involved in, in rugby as, as a high schooler? Um, well, growing up as an American, I grew up playing all the American sports. I grew up playing wrestling, baseball, basketball, football. And about when I was 10 years old, um, it's kind of a little bit on the chunkier side. I was about three 10 years old. You were three thirty. Yeah, I was hefty, man. Ooh, I was about boy, man, you twenty-three, thirty at least. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, for football, they'd always just make me play the nose guard position. That's where you, at you ten just, years old, they ain't gonna move you. Nobody, nobody. Yeah, gonna. you just <laughs> up the middle, put your body in the middle. <laughs> nobody will go through. 
But uh, I went to go get a mail at the post office for my mother that day. Mm. And um, I just saw a poster. Didn't think too much of it. And I saw like a big boy running with the ball. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Maybe they'll let me run with the ball. <laughs> so uh, I gave it a try. And the clinic was actually that same day I saw it. It was just oh, wow. like, 30, yeah, 30 minutes until it happened from when I saw it. So was this at your, at your like high school? Uh, it's for our community, Valley Center. It's a little small town, little country town. But uh, at the post office, they're always posting like new sports, like nice. things to go do. Like the community is very friendly, very close to each other. So I'm very fortunate to live there with those great people because they're the ones who made me fall in, fall in love with the sport at first. Oh, that's fantastic, man. That's a... I, I, man, I'd love to see that in just like every small town across the country, you know, just people like, Hey, you know, if it's not football season, you want to play some rugby and, or, Hey, let's, let's, let's pull you from a different sport. So, well, I mean, so that's, that's pretty cool. So you go and you're, you're playing as, you know, really, you know, just somebody new to the sport. A guy, a, what do you say? A big boy who wants to run the ball. <laughs> yeah. want to run with the ball. That's right, man. That is, that is, that is rugby's marketing to offensive and defensive linemen. If you want to run the ball. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very unique sport, you know, like you play it and like all of a sudden now you're a playmaker. You can, yeah. you can set people up, you can run through people, you can do some schemes, you can do phases. Like it's just, it feels like you're playing chess or even checkers. Like you always want to be one step ahead of people. Yeah. So it's very fun to test yourself to see where you're at with the best people around the world. That's awesome. So you go from a kid going to a, a rugby, just a rugby camp on the same day you find a poster to playing in high school and playing. How, how long did you, did you play all four years and play multiple sports throughout high school? Yeah. So like my family could tell you, I would always be going to one sport practice and then right to the next one, like back to back. I was very always into sports. Like, that was really my life, man. I would always just wanted to be the best athlete of whatever sport I was playing. So I would invest yeah. all my time into it. Even if it was like not hanging around with my friends or missing stuff, missing family events, it was always, I want to be the best in what I'm doing. That's awesome. So it's always like self-improvement every day. I want to be better than the next day. Wow. So I think for me, uh, when I found rugby, it was very different, man. It was uh, a different type of culture and a different type of energy around in the in the building, like you would just get this feeling like everyone's like your family after, even though you're going and killing each other, it's like, <laughs> hey, let's enjoy the moment. Like it's really a very cool sport, man. Nothing yeah. like it in the world. I, we can all definitely agree with you on that one for sure. Um, so going on af after that, you're playing in high school, you got a unique opportunity and actually got a scholarship to play rugby. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes. And and so uh, where, where, where did you end up heading out at for, for scholarship for rugby? I actually went to three different places. Uh, my freshman year, I went to New England College in New Hampshire and Henniker. Mm -hmm. uh, that's where I got coached uh, under Coach Sadler. Very good coach. He's uh, from Oregon. And then I got traded. I ended up going to uh, Langley, British Columbia, and I played for Trinity Western University. Yeah. It's also a D1 school, but... Over there, I got coached by Coach Andy, which, which is a big Canadian international coach. So I got very good, very good life lessons by him. He was, he's the one who brought me very close to God, actually. That's awesome, man. I want to live my life like a, like a good Christian, like the Christian life. And I felt like the closer I got with God, with my coach over there, the better rugby player I became, the better person I became. So 
with his knowledge with life, I feel like I grew as a rugby player more than anywhere. That's awesome, man. That is, yeah, that, there's a lot to be said about that. And that's something to be commended for sure. Yeah. And so, then after that, I got traded and I went back home actually. So, um, I started playing in Maricosta college in Oceanside, okay. which was probably the most fun I had playing rugby. Cause that's where I grew up. So like all my friends were there and all the spots I knew it was definitely a good, good place to end the college career. I think. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, as, as, as we talk to this, through the crowd's career, you're playing pretty much the same position the entire time. Um, what was your, what, what's kind of in college, what was your preferred position um, as, as you were kind of going from team to team? Most definitely tight head prop. Cause I like to be, I would like to say the workhorse and like the train wreck. I like just to smash <laughs> into big mess, you know, you, you and Mason, <laughs> Mason, yeah. Mason loves to be the train wreck. <laughs> yeah. Mason's a hard hitter. Yeah, he is man. <laughs> so that's, yeah. that's awesome. So uh, t- talk to us a little bit about your path after, you know, obviously, you know, the, the path to rugby after college in the United States is a little bit different. It's, it's ever changing. Um, what was your path to, you know, to your next venture in uh, as a rugby player? Um, so after, after I played, uh, Maricosta, I, uh, I wasn't quite sure where I was headed cause I went to the <coughs> combine for it, which was over in ATL in, uh, yeah. the Northern college, but I didn't get a contract in front of all the pro coaches. So kind of self doubt, like I wasn't as motivated. I was just kind of like, mm-hmm. well, what's next for me? Like if I can't make it now, you know? Yeah, And I think with that, that kind of really pushed me to become even better than what I thought I was. Cause now I kind of knew like, like you're nobody, like nobody wants you on your team. So every day I would work and work and work at night and just try to become the best player I can be the most fit forward. Like I would just try to beat every opponent that I know of or seen on TV. And I would try to be a better version of them. That's awesome. So I always just wanted to be the best, man. That's always been my goal to keep pushing every day, even when you're sore, when you're tired, it's always been my goal to be the best player I can be. Awesome. Well, so then obviously, you know, you were in Atlanta, you were training there and you actually got to work out and I guess join, join the 404 Academy. If, if I'm not mistaken, correct. Yes. Uh, the 404 pathways, yeah. it was very cool. Like we got to train with the rugby ATL boys who are all contracted and they were great mentors and great leaders to me. Like I was a very young kid. I was about 18 when I got into that combine and then they picked me up when I was 19 and I stayed there till I was 19 to 20. Yeah. I mean, good. What's that? Yeah. I'm only 21 right now, but, uh, I believe you're the youngest player on the team. If I'm not mistaken, I was doing my math. Correct. You, you and Sid, you're pretty close, right? Yeah. I mean, Shoopy. (laughs) So yeah, obviously you you were, you were there with, you were there with Sid Shoop. And so what was that kind of like? How did the, um, obviously to go from 404 to training with them and playing with them, um, you know, getting it featured in the match against NOLA. Um, what, what happened? walk us through the path from that NOLA match to, to the call from the AGs. Uh, to be real with you, man, uh, I didn't really think I was going to get a call by anyone. Like we were very young kids, man. Like we were trying to work harder than everyone, but we knew we had to like, we still had to work. We had to be better. Like uh, the pathways wasn't really 
like a stepping stone. It was just more like, oh, now we have a chance to prove ourselves. Like, let's do it, man. Like, we're young. Let's mm-hmm. go prove ourselves. So, like, getting uh, to be able to play for NOLA was a big uh, big blessing from God, I would say, because lots of the guys are a lot older than us. They have better resumes. But for some reason, we got we got a chance to prove ourselves, man. And uh, definitely, I think we took the most out of it. We d- did everything that we wanted to do during the game. Yeah. And then after the season was over, still no call, no nothing, no talk about contract deal. Were you, st- uh, were you still in Atlanta or had you gone back home to California? No, nah, I still haven't gone home. So I was still like just working out, training, even in the off season, I was just trying to be better and prove to myself, to the league that like, I belong, even though I'm young. Yeah. So I stayed there the whole summer, still like working and working. And then finally, like a couple, I want to say like a month, a month is left until the MLR season kicks off. And then I got a, I got a call finally. Yeah. So I, I guess, you know, who, who gave you a call? What was, what was that like? And then uh, walk us through the conversation about, you know, Hey, we're here in Austin. We want to have you come play for the AGs. Yeah. Coach Sam actually called me, man. And um, <laughs> look at that. I still remember the feeling. Sl- like- Slam and Sammy giving you a call right off the bat. <laughs> Yeah, man. Coach Sam called me and it was a very, uh, I still can remember the feeling and how it felt, man. Like so unreal, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's a dream come true, but at the same time, it's like, well, now the real work starts. Like now you got to prove it. <laughs> yeah. Like you got to make him not regret picking you up, you know? So yeah. with, with his call, it was more, it was more like, yeah, like it was a very sad moment. like very, fortunate and blessed feeling but at the same time it was like i had to click on right away and i was like all right man we're gonna get to work like today yeah like we're gonna be the best shape and the best rugby player we can be so before we even get there we can make a mark yeah it's it's really awesome and it is you know it's i'm excited to see it from from a fan's perspective where we have you know 21 year olds coming because you know, into, into the team, especially in the, in the forwards, especially in, in the front row, because you, you do cover, like you can play each one of the positions. I think you said your preferred position is, is tight head, but you, you also can cover it at hooker um, right now. And again, you're just kind of working through it, but obviously yes. many of the, the most skilled and the most, you know, the veteran forwards, the veteran props really, I say, don't know all of the dark arts of the front row. Uh, as we'll call it, uh, you don't know all the dark arts until you're at least in your late twenties and early thirties. So you've got all this time to to learn from some of the best, like you know, like Wapa, like you know, like Jake, you know, Turnbull, who's Wapa. also yeah, right. So the, you've got all these guys that teaching you. So talk to me about what it what it's like to to come to a team where you know, we talked about our our tight head props last week and. Alex and I knew you were on the team, but it hasn't, we, we didn't, we couldn't announce it yet. So we couldn't actually talk about you and the whole mix. So, um, but what's it been like to, to kind of come in and, and, and meet the guys and, and train with this really strong, strong front line, you know, and depth throughout. Uh, to be honest with you, man, I think this is one of the best forward packs I've ever been with. Everyone's so. I think it's one of the best forward packs in the league. So. <laughs> yeah, I can agree with you. Like out of everywhere I've been around the globe, um, these guys have definitely, they gel the best together. Like even if someone is not too unsure of something, but will take time, we'll get some quality in some quality reps. We'll, we'll actually sit down and 
we'll take it step by step. We won't rush things. And then once all the clarity is there, then bam, we'll go straight to work like a hundred percent, hundred ten percent. But the thing I like about these boys is like they have very good resumes and they're very high profile rugby athletes, yeah. but they still like take the time to like sit down with the young kid and like show them step by step. And even if he has a question, they don't make me feel like, Oh, you should know. It's like, Oh, you're going to grow with us. And by the time you even notice it, you're going to be very good. Yeah. So I well, like I, how they take their wings. Yeah. I think you said like, you know, as you're, you're learning the you know, trying to, to cover at the hooker position, you've got Robbie and you've got Hugh, you know, guys that have, I forget what combined them hundred and something super rugby caps. Like that's a pretty good, you know, two mentors to have, you know, to cover it yeah, with you, like to, to learn from them. Yeah. Cause, um, well, yeah. In America, America, we don't really have people to lean on like that. Yeah. So like getting into this environment, it's been very nice. You get to soak up everything. You get to be a student of the game. You get to really like fall in love with the game. And well, it's just a blessing, man. Like these boys have been the best that any boys have been to me. Yeah. They made it really made me feel like their little brother and their family. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, you know, I, I guess, you know, from this standpoint, you know, you, you are, you are, you're, you're, you know, probably you're the youngest, probably the youngest forward out, out of, out of all of them, especially in the front row. Um, obviously the depth at tight head prop, you, you've got, you know, Mason, you've got Jake, um, and then and yourself and probably a couple other and Lerome can play both as well. Like what does it yeah. mean to you? Um, as far as a goal for this year, um, you know, what, what do you hope to achieve this year? You know, getting on the field, getting playing time, um, growing as a professional, what, what are some of the goals that you'd like to achieve, um, in, in this season? Um, I think the biggest goal for me would be just to just to put everything that I've learned through the boys and this program and the organization and through the coaches and put everything that they showed me and introduced to me and and just take it all in and put it in the game. Mm-hmm. So then, we can, well, what we're going for is the shield. So oh yeah, eventually down the road, I'm I'm hoping like my time will come and everything that I've learned through these years is like. Well, thank you, Coach Sammy. Thank you, AGs, because they've really been like I've never had I've never had an organization like this, man. Like, yeah, great amazing people. That's awesome. So having like Lupa, Jake, Lerome, Mason, like to have your back and to show you the ropes. Uh, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else in my career, man. Man, that's fantastic. And Rose and Robbie, yeah, like <laughs> even Mason. I played Mason uh, in Dartmouth in college. Oh yeah. So okay. even like here it's like wow man like it's so great to have you guys around like i would not want to have any other group around me man that's fantastic i, I love, love hearing that voice, but ags <laughs> my heart that's there you go from from atl to the ags <laughs> atl to atx right <laughs> <laughs> yes sir so i mean I, there's, there's another thing i, I want to kind of touch upon as, as we kind of close it out it's it's pretty exciting um you are mexican-american like your, your heritage we talked about it kind of briefly at the beginning um his name is spelled like angel but pronounced angel come on we got to get it right here we're in texas we can do it <laughs> um well, you know it's it's not a you know, there's, it's not hidden. There's not a, a lot of, um, you know, really the game is not that known probably in the, probably in the Mexican American community in the United States. Um, what do you kind of see yourself as like, uh, an ambassador to, uh, to the Latino community to kind of promote rugby to others who, you know, might 
you know, see you playing and go, Oh man, there's, he's playing. I can probably play this sport. Yeah. Well, I kind of take it very serious because, um, growing up, I would see my family wasn't very fortunate to get on airports or even cross the border. Yeah. And then the family that I do have that was fortunate to be here in America, they would always just think like, uh, we can't be anything or we can't do nothing. Like we can't live the American dream that they always, they're always Mm -hmm. brought up on. But for me, it's like I wake up every day and I'm like, well, you're here, you're an Hispanic. Like you have so much to prove to your culture and your people. It's not about you no more, Angel. Like everything you do on the field, everything that you do to hold yourself like as a man is, is for, is for, as we say, it is para el raza. <laughs> for, the, for the culture. Yeah. But yeah, I really, uh, I want to be someone that kids look up to one day and be like, well, even though we're this race, this color, we we're different from people. Like we can do anything that we set our mind to with hard work and determination and yeah. just with the faith of the Lord. Yeah. And, and so I really feel like yeah. I'm in a great spot to do that, to help kids out. That's fantastic. And I think, you know, obviously in, in Austin is there's a huge community and, you know, we, I, I always said like, it's uh, the goal is to grow the sport. And I think rugby being one of the most inclusive sports for anybody, like it's, you know, I think that's the great thing about rugby is like, we're welcoming to everyone around the world, no matter where you come from, background, skin, race, gender, whatever, you know, uh, how you identify you know, LGBTQ, like the rugby community is all supportive of a lot of these different groups. And I think it's important right now. Um, and I think yeah, that's, and it's, awesome. it's, it's really great to hear, you know, you're doing that and who knows, you know, maybe here in Austin, like we, we get, we'll see more and more, you know, people seeing you out in the public space and seeing on, on the, on the pitch, you know, people get to see like, Oh man, if he's doing it, I can go do it. And that, that, I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah. And just like you said right now, like I love rugby because it's so opening, man. It doesn't matter yeah. what you believe, who you are, what you think, like we're always here for open hands wide open to you guys like come be part of the rugby family that's awesome well any any last things that you're excited about i mean we're we're like three two two and a half weeks away from uh from the from the game you've got march 20th you've got the you got utah you've got the big party yeah, at the, the almost- big party at the end with with, with paul oakenfold um and then yeah. of course you know, with, you know what's that my i was gonna say we also just partnership with awesome music as well yeah awesome music yes so we're excited because every home match they're going to be there jamming out for us and it's a great group of people yeah so we're very happy to team up with them and have them by our side i, I think it's just another one of those great partnerships that austin's been making with carbach you know and, and with the beer and that's what we're gonna talk about that a little bit jake probably because he was in the commercial uh but you know just overall like austin is starting to build the recognition like you're new you haven't been here like you didn't see it happen but we've been kind of hoping for this the past couple of years like when is it when is austin going to realize that major league rugby is here and i think this could be the year and we hope that you know things end up going well and we can get a, a lot of people out and you know get out to the pitch and at the bold stadium and, and watch the match so uh, looking yeah, forward to it like, like another thing i was um i want to say like i know it's very unfortunate that we got the houston beer but at the end of the day we're all texas like yeah we can worry about that we can worry about that later you know and then we're gonna after all them yeah but I, I think that's moving rugby first i think just to build rugby first like it's a great way even though they're from houston like let's build rugby together and make texas like the hottest spot for rugby oh man we've, we've been preaching it for a while and we'll continue to do it hey 
Anel, you know, we appreciate you coming on. We know you have a massive fan base. Anybody you want to give a shout out to uh, before we before we sign off here? Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely um, I want to say shout out to Egri Soto Velasquez. That's my mother. She was uh, my mom and my dad growing up to my brother, Jose Torres and Diego Torres. So I really wouldn't be this far in my career without her because there's been many times where I wanted to quit because I didn't make teams or I didn't make select sides. But she would always just say, like, keep your faith in the Lord and anything's possible if you work hard. Nice. And then another one would be the Valley Center community because they shaped me to the man I am today. And especially the Tahori family, they build my rugby foundation skills from when I was a kid. That's awesome. Fantastic, man. Hey, we're excited for the Valley Center or, you know, for that. Like we need to have them as like a satellite Austin Gilgroni, you know, supporters group we, around the world. Gilgroni acts worldwide, millions and millions of us. So, hey, uh, brother, we, we really appreciate you coming on on hell. Um, really excited to announce that this is the official signing announcement for on hell Torres coming to the AGs. Thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yep. Have a good one. Thanks, Texas. Well, AG Rugby fans, it's really glad to have you join us this week on the podcast. We're so happy to announce Angel Torres coming and joining us. Great to talk with him. And of course, sitting down and talking with Jake Turnbull, man, what a what a classy guy, man. Looking forward to seeing what he can do this season. Really do apologize. Couldn't talk a little bit more with Alex because he was off this week, but also couldn't talk in general. I'm going to kind of power through this at the end here. If you want any more information on all the goings on in the Austin Rugby Supporters Group, just look for Austin Rugby Supporters Group on Facebook and on Instagram. We uh, we try to put as much stuff out there as we possibly can. Greatly appreciate it. Look forward to the season. We are two weeks away from kickoff of MLR 2021. Man, how exciting is that? I'm Dustin Zare. Thanks for watching. And as always, until next time, we'll see you on the pitch.